What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is a sorry short. In a uh, slow time of the sports year, Sean and I decided to go over our QB tiers. So we rank them one through six. Um, the details will obviously be in the podcast. This is brought to you, as always, by SorrySports.com. So follow us on Twitter at SorrySports. On Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. Shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com if you have anything to say. Nice or not so nice. And finally, check out the website. We got a few articles that are pretty new from Mike Phillips and Sean, sorrysports.com. Enjoy the pod. We'll be talking to you next week with another rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's sorry to interrupt, and we're doing a sorry short today. Sorry, not so short. There you go. Um, Tom and I decided that during this kind of barren sports calendar, other than our rundowns, there's uh, a couple creative things we could do, and one of them was we decided to collaborate on a quarterback tier ranking system and kind of have a little bit of banter. Um, the Sporting News came out with a six-tier quarterback ranking about three weeks ago. Sean won seven. Oh, no, you did six. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, calm down. So I wanted to follow that model. I thought it was a really good conversational you know, point. And four weeks before the start of the regular season, as we're here in week one of the preseason, felt like this was a kind of a good time to do it. So anyway, Tom, what's up, brother? You ready to do this thing? Fired up. Hard Knocks is back. Hard Knocks is back. I have yet to see it. I haven't watched. Um, but it... I always get fired up because, I mean, Hard Knocks last year, it was a shit show, obviously, with the Hugh Jackson, and it's fun, and, and I don't even love it as much as other people, but it just means football's back, baby. Jets-Giants uh, in two days. Exciting uh, Or stuff. actually, tomorrow already. Holy shit. That should yep. be fun. Yep. So, um, anyway, let's get into this. So, I have my criteria for my tiers. Tom has his. So, in tiers one through five, we each have five quarterbacks. And in tier six, we have seven. Now, what's going to be fun about this is, you know, we're going to grade this based off of how we feel and what our objectivity is towards the quarterback Mm -hmm. situation across all 32 NFL teams. Maybe not so objective, uh, depending on, you know, who we're talking about. But I know from my standpoint, and this is just for everybody listening, this is the first time Tom and I are doing this. he has not seen mine, and I have not seen his. I've seen yours. Yeah, all I right. had to well, base probably, off of something. All right, well, Don't lie to the fans. You've never I, seen mine. I've never seen yours, but we haven't talked about it. That's at least yeah. true. So um, now knowing that Tom cheated a little bit, um, what we'll do is cheated we'll— Cheated and laughed <laughs> at your Cheated rankings. and laughed. Okay. So either way, let's get into it. I'm going to start with my tier one. And I'm going to start off by saying we're in agreement here. and my Really? We did all five here. Yeah, this this is gonna these top two will be the easiest one. All right, well the top two are easy, and then and my criteria is the same as yours. Okay, so, let's so just rattle them all. So just so everybody can understand, my criteria that I identified for my tier one quarterbacks as bona fide elite to MVP talents who make the biggest impact on the team on the team's chances to contend for a Super Bowl. So obviously Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are both there. Brady, we, he speaks for himself; he's the goat. Patrick Mahomes. Not just what his trajectory is to be the face of the quarterback world for the next, you know, 10 to 12 years, but also what he did last year. He won MVP. He took the league by storm. He is revolutionizing the next generation of quarterbacks, so he deserves to be on this list. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not taking him off of there when he's healthy. That guy is the best thrower of the football and the most talented quarterback I have ever seen. Brady's the GOAT, but I think Rodgers is the most talented that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson... He moved up to this tier for me. I don't know if he would have been in tier one last year at this time, but what he did for that Seattle team that was projected to not be all that good, he moved them into a playoff position, and and they had a playoff game this year, and and they easily could have won that game in Dallas uh, wild card weekend. So I'm giving Russell Wilson, absolutely, he goes into tier one. Without him, the Seattle Seahawks are probably about a three or four, maybe a five-win team. With him, they are a playoff team and could possibly contend for a Super Bowl if they get all the breaks. Finally, Andrew Luck. He came off that shoulder injury. 
it seems like the Colts are finally building an offensive line around him. Even when he hasn't had the support of an offensive line or a running game, when he's on the field, that Colt team goes up to a next level. And that's how I grade my tier one quarterbacks. He is an MVP candidate every year when he's healthy. So those are my top five. And you said you're in agreement. So do you echo my words? I echo every single word you said. Now I built this list based off nothing of the past. I basically went right now looking forward because that's how I rank my tiers. Um, Cause I didn't really want to look at the history and everything. The game has changed so much. Um, so this is me looking forward to the 2019 season. Um, and that's why Tom Brady's still there, because I still think he's there. Is he going to be a highly drafted fantasy quarterback? No. He's going to go in the 15 to 20 range, because the Patriots are going to run more. But we're talking about real life here, and he's the GOAT. And he's still going to give him a chance to win every single time he goes on the field. My criteria was exactly the same, word for word, so I don't have to read that again. Um, these are the best of the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just for everybody listening, you know, when we go into tiers two through six, you know, our criteria might deviate a little bit. I expect it to. What I did, and then Tom, talk about yours going forward. What I did was I took previous bodies of work last year and then totality of the team and then also where they project to be. But also, I'm not going to say in three years you're going to be this. I'm saying right now, 2019, where do I put you? So basically, I did 2019 period. I did what these guys are going to be for 2019. Because if we wanted to talk three, four years down the line, I don't think Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or uh, maybe Brady, who the hell knows, the guy's a fucking alien. Two-year extension. Yeah. Um, wasn't that a one-year guaranteed? It was one-year guaranteed, but it's yeah. pretty much going to take him through 2021. Selling his house, though. Selling Whatever. his house. Whatever. Um, but we hear your point. Um, and, and Rogers is obviously at some point going to fall off as well. So I'm not talking about two, three years down the line. Cause then I would probably move up guys like golf, Mayfield, Sammy, my, my baby boy, hopefully fingers crossed. And, and Drew Brees would obviously drop and whatnot. Um, but yeah, this is 2009 for night, 2019 for me, period. Yeah. Point and, and I think there's a lot that goes into just the year 2019 I'd like to do this every year. No, absolutely, and, and it's it's I don't so see why we can't. The sports it's dead, and it's it's cyclical it's, every year. It's yeah, dead it, it's time. so revolving. I mean, you know, the way you look at a quarterback can honestly change week to week with a lot of these guys. So let's go into tier two. So for me, my criteria for tier two is as follows: top tier talent who put up huge numbers and are perennial playoff contenders. Maybe not Super Bowl contenders. Some of them are. But it all depends on the you team know that they pretty much, when you suit up and you're a fan of the team that these guys are quarterbacking for, you know you have a chance to be in the playoffs every year. I have Drew Brees from the New Orleans Saints. The reason he's not in Tier 1 is because he fell off a little bit towards the end of that season. After that Thanksgiving game against Atlanta, he just didn't seem to play great. Um, you know, they lost that game in Dallas on that Thursday night. They, I believe, put up seven points. or t- They didn't do a whole lot. And everybody talks about that no call in the NFC Championship game, and rightfully so. But remember, the Saints got the ball back to start overtime. Breeze didn't play well in that whole game overall, and he threw just an egregious interception that gave the Rams the ball back and set them up to win that football game. So he didn't play great in the last quarter of the season, and... Just based off the NFC Championship game, it seems like he's slightly pointing downward. He's, he's still a great quarterback. Absolutely. Nobody can argue that. But the reason he's not in Tier 1 over a Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson seemed to propel his team to higher you know higher capability last year. I didn't think that after Week 12 or 13 that Drew Brees did. So that's the reason he's in Tier 2. Another NFC South counterpart is Cam Newton. Listen, he's got the shoulder injury. He's a little bit of an issue. Injury concern-wise, absolutely, he's had him in the past. But when he's on the field and he's hap- and he's healthy, rather, this guy is a dual-threat monster, one of the top talents in the quarterback position across the sport, a, a fantasy t- owner's dream. He absolutely belongs in Tier 2 when he's healthy. Carson Wentz of Philadelphia, again, another guy who has injury concerns. But when he's on the field, he, I mean, he was an MVP candidate two years ago. The reason he tore his ACL Did was— Did he win MVP? Dive no, that was Gurley. Girl, shit, really? Yeah, diving. I can't remember. Yeah, diving towards the end zone in that game against Los Angeles. 
And it seemed like he was going to finally be the quarterback that put Philadelphia over the top. And it just didn't happen. But, and obviously we know how the rest of the story goes. He came back this year. He just didn't seem to have it. But another full offseason of recovery and recuperation, I expect him to be great. And again, when he's healthy, he is a top two quarterback or a tier two quarterback, a top 10 quarterback in this league. Jared Goff, dude. I know he didn't play well in the Super Bowl. This is two straight years of him playing at an incredibly high level. It seems like McVay and him are a perfect marriage. He's got a lot of offensive talent and a great O-line to boot, but he's played incredibly well. I can't take anything away from Jared Goff. And finally, Phillip Rivers. He's in playoff contention every year. The big game and the Super Bowl have eluded him during the course of his career. However, he is always putting that Los Angeles Chargers team, previously San Diego Chargers team, in contention to make a to make a run in the AFC postseason. So, my tier two: Breeze, Newton, Wentz, Goff, and Rivers. Again, top tier talent who put up huge numbers and are perennial playoff contenders. What say you? So before that, do you know who won 2017 NFL MVP? Who was that? Tom Brady. No way. Really? Yep. Yep. I thought that was Gurley's year. It must have been the year prior. No, Gurley. No, no, no. Gurley won Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Okay. Stupid. Their awards are so I was stupid. just going to say, I thought I really thought that was Gurley. Okay. I, 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 I can see why you got it confused. But it's not Wednesday. Because Wendy they have so, so many okay. stupid awards. All right. My tier two here. It echoes yours aside from one player. Um, my criteria was the same, um, but I switched out. Because of last year, and I, again, keep in mind I'm doing for 2019. Cam Newton's already been announced to be on a pitch count. Cam Newton's also fallen off. His accuracy has been terrible over the last two years. Matt Ryan is being switched with Cam Newton for me. Ooh, okay. Last year, Matt Ryan, I get it. I think the Falcons missed out on the playoffs last year, if I if I can recall. That team was murdered by injuries. I, I, I can look at up and down each of these guys. And they had the whole Julio Jones thing where he didn't catch a touchdown until like week 11. And that wasn't his fault at all because Matt Ryan had his best statistical season last year. He was absolutely slinging the ball. I believe he finished as a top three quarterback in fantasy football. I know that doesn't mean anything for real life. They missed the playoffs. But if we're talking pure numbers, that means a hell of a lot. And if you look up and down these tiers, if you put any quarterback, any quarterback aside from maybe – the top three, Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes. And I don't even know if them, you give them that Falcons roster from last year, I don't think they make the playoffs either. Even the running backs were hurt. You had Tevin Coleman in and out of the lineup. You had Devontae Freeman fall off a lot, and he was hurt. Um, So I just don't – I think that Matt Ryan is going to be in 2019. I put him in Tier 2, and I move Cam Newton. Injuries combined with the the declining skill set of Cam Newton, who is – Probably, aside from Aaron Rodgers, I think he's more talented than Aaron Rodgers' full body. Yeah, and I guess my argument, my only argument, and it's a slight argument, it's definitely not something like jumping across the table to choke you out with. But no, like, you'll be doing that later. <laughs> probably. But, like, you know, is it a diminished skill set or has he just been hurt? I don't think it's a diminished skill set. I think he's just been a little bit hurt. If he I, comes back healthy this year and he's playing to the, his top capacity, I think he's better than Matt Ryan in his full capacity. I, I disagree, and I think that he's a, and I think I disagree because two two three years ago I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly. He's going one. He's going to be on a pitch count for this next season. That's already been announced. And two, I just think he's a diminishing player, and that will be reflected in our uh, NFL play in our NFL preview. That I don't know when that I don't know when we're doing that. We haven't discussed Probably Labor that Day yet. weekend like we did last year. Oh, that's we a week. That, that's a that week. That was a year ago. I don't that, remember. That's a week before the regular season. Yeah, that that sounds September like September eighth is opening. Is I got the a lot first of drafts coming up. You know, I'm a CEO. I'm a busy man, so we'll have to we'll have to coordinate. But last, you should be setting these schedules up if you're the CEO. No, that's the COO's job. I well, lead. All right, you well, follow. Well, clearly I'm, I lead, I'm doing that then. But again, back to tier two. I have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Philip Rivers. Um, Rivers being another guy that I looked at, but he had a great year last year, um, statistically as well as the team made the playoffs. So can't really argue with that. And my criteria echoed yours. So let's move on to tier three. Another right. tier that I wouldn't mind having any of these quarterbacks on my team. You want to start us off this time? Absolutely. I'll start us off. So my criteria. Now, I didn't do the math. I don't know how many teams can make the playoffs. 
excluding Cam Newton, because I think that the um, the Carolina Panthers are going to miss a playoffs. It's twelve, by the way. Twelve, whatever. Six in each conference. I expect four division winners, two wild cards. I expect all players to make Pro Bowl. Who the hell knows if they show up? I feel like every fucking quarterback and probably the top two, probably the top three and a half tiers at some point get asked to go to the Pro Bowl um, and bring a team to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Number one, I have Ben Roethlisberger. Number yep. two, I have Baker Mayfield. Number three, I have Cam Newton. Number four, I have Deshaun Watson. And number five, I have Dak Prescott, who I really don't like as a player, but the guy wins games, and he does just enough to win. Um, the reason why Sean's laughing here, I have Deshaun Watson. Why don't you look at the Texans two years ago when he got hurt? They were playing really well. He got hurt. They tanked. Last year, they won the AFC South. He put up big numbers as well. Baker Mayfield. I'm all in on fucking Baker this year. He's going to be so money. And he's my favorite player. He's my favorite player. It's official. Aside from my baby boy, Sam Darnold, he's my favorite player. And I think Baker's going to put up incredible numbers this year. I think he's going to be a top three MVP candidate. And I think he's going to lead the Browns to their first playoff appearance since when? Like 2004 or something like that? I can't remember. But that is my tier three. It's been a long time. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Sean. Wow. All right, so first of all, I definitely... Keep in mind, let me preface this by saying this isn't an award ceremony for me. I didn't do past bodies of work. I did 2019. Yeah, and, and I did too. And, and again, I mean, this is where we're going to put, you know, our opinions and our feelings towards certain players, you know, what do we judge them on, right? So I put Roethlisberger in there too. I'm glad you didn't put him in tier two. No. He had some absolutely egregious interceptions and totality of games last year that single-handedly cost them the division at this point in his career ben roethlisberger is a at this point he's a hall of famer he was a much better quarterback earlier in his career he is a very rich man's ryan fitzpatrick yeah i would agree with that i would say he's a rich man's eli manning to be honest with you i I mean he makes well, he I makes said the some Fitzpatrick of the, he, he, thing because it, Eli Manning plays within the system. Ben Roethlisberger's a little crazy, just like Fitzpatrick, where he'll go out there and throw five picks in a game. Yeah, that was fair. Eli I, doing that. No, I guess what I'm saying from Eli is like you know he'll do anything to make a play, and I guess Fitzpatrick fits in there too. But I I use the Eli comp because they're both you know two time Super Bowl winners, but. I don't think Eli will do anything to make a play. Ross I've seen him go down. Well, but I'm, yeah, but you know he'll throw his fair share of interceptions. We know that. But, take a chance. But definitely, right. Roethlisberger is a guy that. Listen, I can recall the Denver game where he threw that horrible interception in the end zone. He had that game against Jacksonville where I think he threw six interceptions. Exactly. He had some absolutely awful games. I know there was a lot of turmoil in that locker room, right? I mean, obviously, Le'Veon held out all year, didn't play. Brown was a basket case, but I think the, your your leader, your quarterback, is supposed to set the tone, and he didn't. He Absolutely. played very poorly, but he's still a, a tier three quarterback. And that's, that's why, as currently constituted, if you wanted to do body of work, I'm obviously going to flip Big Ben and Phillip Rivers, and Eli Manning's going to be a lot higher on my list, but Phillip Rivers doesn't do that. He's just a much better quarterback at this point in his career. Yeah, I, I feel better with Phil Rivers leading my team than Roethlisberger at this point. Minus for sure. The, forget about the two Super Bowls right now. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, for Keep sure. Going. So I agree with you there. I put in falls here. Now, listen, he won a Super Bowl two years ago, but he also came back last year when Wentz was ruled out for the season. And if it wasn't for, you know, a tough break in that New Orleans game, they're probably going even further. I mean, remember, Alshon Jeffrey drops that pass. That was a completed pass, and it went right through his arms, and it was picked off. If it wasn't for that, the Eagles are probably marching on towards the NFC Championship again, and maybe he goes on another roll. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough from this guy over the last two years. I've also seen enough of Blake Bortles in Jacksonville to know that Foles is going to be a huge upgrade for that team. Absolutely. And I definitely think that he's a top 15 quarterback heading into this year. I put Matt Ryan at three. You put him in uh, in, in tier three. You had him in tier two. Matt Ryan is obviously a guy that's capable of putting up prolific numbers. He's won a, a couple. I think he won Offensive Player of the Year, if not MVP, a couple of years back. That year they went to the Super Bowl. I think this Atlanta and, team is going to be much improved as and well. And listen, he... He got better as the year went on, and he is capable of making huge plays. They should have won that Patri- that Patriot Super Bowl. We know that. 
I don't blame it completely on him. It seemed like they were playing not to lose. That's a philosophical head coaching decision on my, in my opinion, not necessarily on the quarterback. And listen, I think any team would be really happy to have Matt Ryan, but because they haven't been to the playoffs, you know, they were a first round exit two years ago and then they didn't make it last year. I can't put them in tier two, but I'm happily, you know, I'm happy to put them there in tier three. Matthew Stafford, I have in four. And again, Matthew Stafford is not a great quarterback, but Matthew Stafford keeps a pretty pedestrian Detroit Lions team in contention almost every year towards the end. He's made a couple of playoff appearances. I know they haven't won a lot. They haven't won any playoff games. I don't put that totally on him. He's a gunslinger. He's going to make a lot of mistakes, but he's also a guy that has, for Detroit Lions standards, been the best quarterback they've had in forever. You want to know who is top three in lowest yards per attempt last year? Matthew Stafford. Yep. Matthew Stafford. No, and absolutely. He's been and checked again, down Charlie the last two years. Yep, but again, I look at him and I say, okay, if I'm the Lions, I feel like I'm an average football team. And we scoff at that, but they're, as fans of two teams that have we wish they've been average the last few years, Matthew Stafford definitely gets the Lions to that position, and that's why I'll put him in Tier 3. Um, and then finally, I'm putting Dak Prescott. I echo your sentiments, brother. I'm not a huge Dak fan. I think he's a product of that system. But you know what he is? He's a glamorized game manager. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He is able to convert a lot of third and shorts and a lot of third and fives and third and sixes. But I think that is talent-wise. And you know what? He won a playoff game this year. And they went out to Los Angeles and lost. Alex Smith, man. He's Alex Smith. But again, I, I look at that and oh, I say... I, I'm fine with that. If I know he's my starting quarterback, and I think definitely part of it's his system. If he's in another team, I don't know how good he is. But you know what? We haven't seen him on another team, and I can't penalize him for that. I am interested to see, though, if this Zeke Elliott thing doesn't get worked out, which I believe it will. I'm interested to see him without that guy in the backfield. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. But I still, long. just looking at quarterbacks... Since 2016, his rookie year, he's been to the playoffs two times in three years and won a playoff game. No complaints. I, th- I think that's I, for a tier three, and my criteria is a Pro Bowl quarterback who have made either playoffs or put their teams in positions for playoffs contentions every year. That's what Dak Prescott has done pretty much every every year that he's been there, which is a few, but enough. So, so disagreements I here. Him. I have Baker Mayfield in here and Deshaun Watson. You had Watson, sign- well, I whatever. You had him significantly lower. I already know that. I don't understand why the guy's electric, and he also led his team to the playoffs last year. I didn't put him in here because I still I, I need to be proven more. I mean, he got hurt his rookie year. And remember, I picked him to win a FC MVP this past year. And so it was more of just a gripe. I, I, I get it. No, it not even just that. I, I just I still felt like Andrew Luck was the better quarterback in that division. I agree with you, but Andrew Luck is in tier one. Deshaun Watson I have in tier three, and he also led his team to the playoffs last year. Yeah, I think and that, that wasn't the best team. I don't in know the world. if he led them because remember they won a couple games when he was hurt again. He he's missed a lot of time in two years. So is Cam Newton. But Cam Newton's been to a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson hasn't. That's true. I think that matters. So that's why I don't have him that high. Well, that's why I did the 2019 thing because I don't think any of that matters because it's not Cam Newton's fault that. But when you, but I when mean, it's not uh, Deshaun again, Watson's fault that he was born after Cam Newton. No, but can't. But again, Deshaun Watson has played. We can only go based off of where they've been and what they've done and where they project to be. Right. So. Again, maybe he has a great year this year. That Texans team has been nothing but mediocre, and he's been hurt both years he's been in the league through different periods of time. I can't put him up there. All right, so let's go Tier 4 here, my friend. Um, I'll go first, I guess, since I announced it. This one was tough for number one, but I kept him in there just because he always seems to uh, do exactly what my criteria is, and that is I expect all these guys to keep their teams afloat, but they are very dependent on the talent around them, especially their defense. Um, Andy Dalton. Now, he's made the playoffs a few times here and there, and that was when the Bengals had an electric defense. Not to mention they had some pretty good wide receiver weapons with Mohamed Sanu, um, and they had Marvin Jones, a few other guys on that team as well that they kind of just let walk. Um, So Andy Dalton, he's probably the worst quarterback on this tier for me. Um, Mitchell Trubisky is another guy I have on this tier. He goes as his team goes. 
Um, I really like their head coach. What is it? Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Well I'm done. Heating up. I'm heating up for the fucking season here. I, I like Matt Nagy and I think he's going to do a lot to help this guy out. Not to mention that they have, what do you think? Like a, the best defense in football top three. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they are without Vic Fangio, but I mean, personnel-wise, Ta- talent-wise, yeah. they're there. Number three is Kirk Cousins. Now, this guy put up a lot of huge numbers in Washington last year. He didn't live up to that contract, and he had a really down year. And you know what? If you look back at the Washington seasons, there's a few reasons as to why he put up huge numbers and was a fun fantasy quarterback. First of all, they threw the ball a hell of a lot because they had no running game. And second of all, the other major reason was because they didn't have a fucking defense, so they were always in shootouts. Now, the defense was a little bit better on Minnesota. He did a good job putting up okay numbers, but he lost a lot of games that he should have won last year. And I think he kind of goes as his team goes. Um, another guy I have on this list is Nick Foles. I like what he did. He's a pl- Listen, if they can get to the playoffs, Nick Foles is in Tier 1 for me because all he does is put up big numbers and perform well in the playoffs. I think he kind of goes as his team goes. Um, and then my final guy is Matthew Stafford. So an example of my thing of how dependent they are on their team. I think Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford miss out on the playoffs. I think they're going to put up the same numbers they do every single year, but they just don't have the team around them to make the playoffs. I think Mitchell Trubisky and I think Mitchell Trubisky definitely makes the playoffs just because that Bears team is pretty talented. And I think the other two are going to be in the race because their defenses are pretty good in Jacksonville and Minnesota. And they're going to keep those teams afloat. So that kind of goes in line with my um, with my criteria. And again, we're doing this for 2019. I think that Stafford would have been higher up on the list a few years ago, as well as Dalton. But again, these guys are, are pretty much going to go in line with the talent of their team. They're not going to elevate them at all. Yeah, that's fair. And again, I think that's what makes this conversation fun, right? I mean, we each have our own opinions of what makes a 2019 quarterback you know, where they belong to be. I mean, I, I, I think that you do have to go based off of previous experience, not, you know, seven, eight years ago, but I think the last year or two matter, I think based off of their body of work in totality. And it's, you know, like we, we use the Deshaun Watson camp argument before, like, is it Deshaun Watson's fault that he's only been in the league for two years? No, but he's missed a significant amount of time in those two years. And I don't really know what he is. And I thought that the Texans making the playoffs was a product of just a really horrible conference last year. You're you're partially right on that, but he did lead his team to the playoffs and he looked poised to lead his team to the playoffs before he, and I guess again, you know, it was, they got demolished by the Colts in a home playoff game last year. And yeah. I think that that matters. So well, that's my, why Andrew Lux in tier one for me. Right. And, and so tier four for me is my criteria reads as follows. The quarterbacks who have had outlying years, but leave much to be desired based on various factors. They need very good supporting casts to make their t- team's playoff caliber, or they have high upside to move up to a next tier. And factoring so, all that in... So we're pretty much echoing aside from the outlying years because, again, I didn't go off the pass. Right. And, and I think that, you know, in my opinion, you have to use some of the past as a precursor because I didn't put any rookies in here. So as a... And you didn't did either. No. So as a result, I'm not going purely off, you know, projections. I'm, I have to use some kind of body of work, whether it's one year or seven years or whatever. So I also put Andy Dalton in here. Listen... He's never won a playoff game. I hate Andy Dalton, but I, I had do to. too. I had to. No, and that and this is where he belongs because when we talk about tier five and tier six, this is where he belongs. He's a guy that has gotten his team to the playoffs on a couple of occasions. He's had some good years. He's still a guy that you look at and you know he's capable of putting up a couple of big games. And if you're a fantasy owner, I, I don't play fantasy, but I know you do. You're playing if, this year, if, buddy. If, if you're going, I don't know about that. We're gonna we're gonna figure that out. But if you're, you know, if you're scooping wide receivers or running backs or whatever early in the rounds and you have to sacrifice a quarterback, you're going to be okay if you have a great wide receiver and you end up getting Andy Dalton because he's going to have a couple of those crazy games where he puts up 350 yards and a really good completion percentage. Is that what he does on average? No, but he's capable of doing it. Mitchell Trubisky is also in this list for me. I'm not 
a Trubisky fan. I've gone on record of saying that. I don't trust him. I don't think he's that great. However, I can't take anything away from what he did for that Chicago team last year. He made some big plays. He showed athleticism. He gives Bears fans a lot of reason to feel good about him. And again, I think he's a perfect compliment. He's a lot like Dak, in my opinion. He's just, you know, Dak's been there two times in three years. Mitch has been there once in two. I don't think that that's a knock on Trubisky. Just Dak has had a little bit more experience, and I think that matters. If Dak has been there only one time in three years or lost another playoff game this year, another home playoff game, I think you'd slide him into Tier 4. But Trubisky, it's not his fault they had that, you know, the double doink game that cost them that NFC uh, playoff game. But I need to see more from Trubisky before I put anoint him, you know, higher than Tier 4. Cousins for me, uh, again. I picked him to be MVP last year. That's one of, the worst, my one of the worst <laughs> predictions of all time. Obviously, you can see how smart I am with me not even having Who Watson here so far. I don't remember, but I know it wasn't as bad as mine. Uh, and then Cousins I have here. I and again, listen, Cousins, Yeah, you can never go wrong with that. Pick. No. But Cousins, you know, again. I appreciate you sticking your neck out and taking a risk. Yeah, you know, I went for it and I was wrong. And, you know, I'm happy to. You also to, picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. I did, because I thought he would win MVP. Clearly, I was wrong. You want me to keep talking about that, or can I go on? Um, So, all right, so Cousins. Last year showed why the Redskins never wanted to commit to him past the franchise tag. They did right? something right for once. And for, yeah, and I just kept saying, I was like, listen, you have a guy here that's going to bring you to the precipice of the playoffs and maybe the playoffs every year why are you just letting him go and clearly they just didn't trust him and he went to a team and I figured listen if Case Keenum can get that team to an NFC championship game Kirk Cousins can and they fell flat on their face and didn't even make the playoffs that's a huge indictment for me I would have loved to put him in tier three I couldn't do it based off of last year. I'm sorry. I'm closer to tier five than three for him. Yeah. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Listen, I, I like I said, I would have loved to put him in three. I can't put him in five because he's not that bad no, and he's yeah, not unproven. Like but I think average is where he, he belongs. Four, I have Baker. Now, listen, I think Baker is going to be tremendous. I, I am a Baker guy. I saw a lot from him last year. And I love the moxie from him already early in this preseason and offseason, getting on his guys in training camp. He's really taking control of that locker room as the leader. That Brown team was not expected to be anything last year. And truthfully, if he didn't step in in week three and lead that comeback against your New York Jets, I don't think that team wins more than two or three games. But let's just call it what it is. He had some really reckless plays last year that did cost them opportunities to win some of those games. I can remember the Oakland game. He threw two incredible touchdown passes, but it was the only reason that kept them in the game was because he made three egregious interceptions throwing across the body, and that was a game they should have won because Oakland was a dumpster fire last year, and they lost out in Oakland. They lost a couple of games last year that they shouldn't have lost, and it was directly influenced by Baker Mayfield's poor decision-making. Those are rookie mistakes. I'm not going to hold that against him. I think he's his trajectory is clearly pointing up. And when we do this next year, which I'm looking forward to, I think he's a tier three or possibly even tier two quarterback. But as of right now, 2019, I'm not putting him ahead of those other guys. I just can't do it yet. They didn't make the playoffs. I know they have this incredible amount of hype around them, but they're, they weren't a playoff team last year. And I got to see more. I'm not ready to just anoint this team as a Super Bowl team like seemingly almost everybody else is. Oh, no, no, no. And let me just say before this, because I did put him in Tier 3, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team by any means. I just think he's going to definitely lead them to the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that's where – and even though I think that he could, I'm not willing to just – throw that to him because we've seen plenty of rookie quarterbacks play well out of the gate either coming in late for a starter or setting the world on fire I mean dude a couple of years ago we saw Derek Carr lead the Raiders I mean he got hurt but like he played really well and it seemed like the Raiders had found their guy now two years later they might be searching for their next one so be taken yeah so I, I'm that's why I'm I'm not putting Baker there and finally five Again, this is just based off my criteria. I'm putting Eli here. And the reason I'm putting Eli here oh, is is as follows. When I look at the rest of the other quarterbacks, the only other guy that I could really put here and say I feel definitively better about than Eli is Flacco because he also has a Super Bowl. 
See, I didn't go off path. Other and than that, and, 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 right? And and again, that's where we go. And we, Tom and I, have obviously butted heads on this all last year. You admitted you were off the Eli boat last year. Yeah, and that's why he's a my, he was my last pick of tier four. So the reason I'm putting Eli here is this: I watched every snap of every Giant game last year. Eli is not a, is not a guy that's going to elevate his team. He, Eli is not a guy that's going to make his team better. Eli is not a guy that's going to look at, you're going to look all around and say, yep, because we have Eli Manning, we're going to the playoffs. Absolutely not. That's why he was my last pick of a tier four ranking. But again, they have had the New York Giants, I'm talking about, the worst offensive line in the NFL by far in the last two, three years. Prior to Saquon, your boy Shake coming on board, Shake. they had no running game at all. And he's immobile and older, so if you don't have either of those factors working for you, he's going to be horrible. He needs a supporting cast. Towards the end of the season, when that offensive line started to gain some continuity, he was playing much better and almost got the Giants to a, to a playoff to a playoff berth. They were competitive till week 16. You sound like Mike Phillips is in that so, right now. You sound like Oh, him. I'm sa- Am I saying he's tier two or three or one? No. no, but you sound like Mike Phillips with the match. So when I go on the rest of my, uh, the rest of my guys, I'm just going to say, I think that this is a team, and when we do our predictions in another couple weeks, is a team that if all breaks right, they're fighting for a playoff spot towards the end of the season. He needs a great offensive line. He needs a really good running game, and he needs wide receivers who can catch the football. If he doesn't have any of those, he's a tier. You know, he doesn't even belong on this list. I'll take un. I'll take unproven rookies over Eli Manning. Well, they definitely but need some wide receivers right now. I'm going to put him on yet? this list. So my criteria for tier four: quarterbacks who have had outlying years, believe much to be desired. Eli Manning, outlying years, leaves much to be desired, based off of various factors. They need very good supporting casts to make their teams playoff caliber or they have high upside to move on to the next tier. Obviously, Cousins, or not Cousins, I'm sorry, Mayfield and Trubisky fit that last part. Eli, Dalton, and Cousins fit the first part. We'll see. But I'm not putting guys who were on four-win teams last year ahead of a guy that has had by far the worst team as far as supporting cast, here's the thing. Go. The, here's the thing with the tier for thing. a long time. Now I like to do the tier thing because we're doing it as of right now. If we were doing a, if we were doing a Hall of Fame tier thing, I mean, of course, Eli. We're gonna put Joe Flacco a hell of a head of these guys. We're gonna put, um, you know, Nick Foles because he won a Super Bowl ahead of these guys. But we're doing basically based off what quarterback would you want to have and we're basically ranking them in order, right? But I think the whole situation of the team matters and and we did see everybody on in tier 5, I think I I know for myself, I, I don't know about you, but in tier 5, every one of these other quarterbacks played last year. Mm, not for me, but my point is that I basically was going off quarterbacks that I mean, I said it a million times. I think I'm going off 2019 and I think that to be honest with you, I think that you may see, I, I don't know who the Giants number two is, but you may see them starting by week eight. Well, you know it's Daniel Jones. I just didn't want to say it. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But I He's mean, had a really good training camp. Shut up, dude. Throwing a what? Fucking paper bags? Playing paper bag defenders? Stop it. They're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence to a tag of Viola, and you should be happy about that. Sweepstakes. It's disappointing because they're throwing away their, their what, number four overall pick or six. number six overall pick from 2019. We'll see. But we'll see. at least they'll have either Trevor Lawrence or Tua. All right, so let's move on to Tier 5. Why don't you lead this one off? All right, so number one, I have Darnold. And uh, I put your baby boy here. What's your criteria? So my criteria for number five is four young quarterbacks with promise looking to take the next step. And one veteran looking to reclaim past success in a new destination. So, obviously, that speaks for itself. Darnold, I have number one. I you I, you know I'm a Darnold guy. And even when a lot of Jet fans have questioned him, not you, but a lot have. Thank you for And that. he has fumbleitis, and he definitely didn't play like the suck for Sam prospect that everybody wanted them to. 
he's a tremendous talent, and I really like the way he led that team at the end of last year. And it'll be exciting to see with actual weapons and I'm excited, around him. And I'm excited to see him play, again, with, with actual talent. And a decent offensive line. Oh, an, an improved O-line, a better defense, and, a, and finally a head coach that's quarterback-driven to make sure that, you know, he finally is in his most perfect comfort zone to improve. Now, again, they won four games last year, okay? They didn't win eight. They didn't win ten. He didn't set the world on fire. That team was not good, but with the improvement on the offense, on the offensive line and the defense, and finally bringing in a head coach, I expect him to progress. But I'm not anointing him in top in the tier four or three based off of four wins and also silly. missing a couple of weeks last year due silly. to injury. But I like where his trajectory is going. I think next year we're putting him in tier four or three. Flacco, the next guy for me. All right, Flacco is a guy who lost his starting job last year for a team that seemed like he would never lose his starting job because he won a Super Bowl for the Baltimore Ravens. And you talk about past, you know, success and the past of the past. And you know what? Amazingly, dude, that was seven years ago. So I, I am absolutely not keeping that as his, you know, I'm not keeping that as the reason to keep him in a tier four or three. He lost his starting job. So what's your explanation for keeping Eli in tier four? Because again, I watched Eli last year and towards the end of the season, actually he played, he played fine. I didn't think that he, when you don't have an offensive line and, or really any talent to speak of around you. When Eli's Super Bowls are even further away than Flacco's. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, again, just watching him, you know, He's a guy that can still make NFL throws, and he did, and they did win a lot of games towards the end and fight for a playoff spot. So I think that team was just completely in limbo. Watching Eli play, though, especially in weeks 13, 14, 16, and 17, he played well enough to win literally every single one of those games. And again, you just have to put a, surrounding, a supporting cast around him. Flacco lost his job on a team that seemed like he would never lose his job because they were indebted to him. Eventually, he was just so anemic, and the Baltimore Ravens had a much better offensive line than the New York Giants. The Baltimore Ravens, aside from the running back position, but only last year, had a much better running back situation and wide receiving core than the Giants did. Wide receiving core? Let's pump the brakes. In 2017, Odell and Shepard were out. We're talking last year? Yeah, and Odell missed the last seven games last year. Still, there's there's not a wide receiver. Okay, did Lamar Jackson step in and lead them to the playoffs? Yeah, Lamar, that had nothing to do with passing. Nothing. Literally nothing. You can go to Lamar Jackson. But he still stepped in and made a team that was not a playoff team a playoff team. No, you're absolutely right. Which, ab- which absolutely come, puts Flacco me, down. But if you're going to come to me, no. And I'm not arguing Flacco here. I'm more arguing Listen, Eli. again, like we're, we're debating Eli Manning and Joe Flacco. We're debating a Tier 4 quarterback, the last one I put in there. Because I need five. Eli. I need Eli where he belongs. Okay, then that's fine. But again, it's not like I'm putting him in Tier 2 like a fanboy and you're putting him in Tier you know, seven, which doesn't even exist. These guys guys, are just both two guys that need a lot of help around them to be good. One of them lost their starting job last year. He needs a fucking bubble. That's what he needs. Then I think Flacco does too. No, I'm not disagreeing. So Flacco Flacco right there is number two. Josh Allen for Buffalo. His athleticism is freakish. Now he missed time last year like Darnold did in the middle of the year. Where you know the Bills were throwing Matt Barkley and who Derek Anderson out there, they took oh, him God. off the street. Yeah, but I when that. when Matt Barkley beat when the Josh Jets Allen, last year, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember it well. Not only did they beat him, he torched him. I yeah. think that was like forty-one nothing or something. Why didn't like they keep that? playing him? Did he get hurt? Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah, but anyway, uh, oh, don't forget they had uh, who was that quarterback? The um, G- Peterman. Nate Peterman. Nate yep. Peterman, yeah. So that was fun. But no, when Josh Allen played, remember that game when they went into Minnesota? I think it was like week four or five, and they destroyed the Vikings. He was electric. And he was obviously, I mean, if Lamar Jackson played a whole season, I think he'd have him. But he led, I think, 
all quarterbacks in rushing yards by a mile last year. Yeah, he was very good, and I think not a very Bill, accurate quarterback, but he's got a fucking not cannon yet. And he's yeah, very and, athletic. And listen, I think that Bills team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is going to keep him in a lot of games, and we could possibly see him be this year's Trubisky, where just manage the game, make enough plays, use your athleticism, and our defense will take over. Um, so I'm putting him there. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. He, he he got that team to the playoffs. Like I was talking about, you know, a detriment to Flacco. He stepped in and he, listen, he laid an egg in that playoff game. He was horrible. He couldn't convert a pass. Defense man looks stupid. Yeah, it did. But he still got them to the playoffs. And it seemed like the vibe around that Ravens team changed when he stepped in into that starting role. He has the arm, especially from a deep ball perspective, to be quite good. He just needs to work on his accuracy. Obviously, his legs speak for himself. Finally, I'm putting Garoppolo. And Garoppolo seems like another guy that fans want to anoint as, you know, the next up-and-coming guy. Listen, he won looking guy. He won Good looking fantastically guy. looking. I'm super if jealous. If you were doing a beauty contest, I think he's number one. Oh, yes, absolutely. Which is why Brady had to get rid of him. Um, <laughs> listen, I he, he, he played three games for the Patriots two years ago. We just don't know. That's the bottom line. And that's we the thing, right? And then he goes to... He goes to San Francisco. He doesn't play till I think it was week 13 or 14 of the 2017 season. And he won all of the rest of those San Francisco 49er football games. He had positive momentum heading into last year. I forgot. And then in week three, he tears his ACL. Not his fault. Running out of bounds. Trying to get a first down in Kansas City. But I didn't get to see him the rest of the year. And neither did anybody else. So I am absolutely not putting him in tier Four, five, four, three, two, or one, based off of a very five small games? sample five size. We've seen total. a lot of quarterbacks not named Tom Brady succeed in small sample sizes under that New England Patriot umbrella. And then, you know, he won four meaningless games that San Francisco was playing in towards the end of that season once he got traded over and learned the system. And then last year, they were one and one before he got hurt. So, I'm definitely not putting him any higher than that. I need to see a lot more from Garoppolo before I go any further. So, again, Darnold, Flacco, Allen, Jackson, Garoppolo, four young quarterbacks with promise looking to take the next step, and one veteran looking to reclaim past success in a new destination. My turn? Your turn. All right, here's my Tier 5. Criteria, I expect to see a lot of improvement from all five, including Kyler throughout the season. Obviously, Kyler Murray can improve. He's never played in the NFL before. Number one, Sam Darnold. I echo everything you say. I'd like to see him with a real offense. I'm really hoping that he can lead the Jets to a wild card this year. Number two, Kyler Murray. I think that this guy's electric. I think he is a lot of fun to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of painful moments at the beginning of the year, but I think by the end of the year, we're going to be talking about this guy as one of the next guys. Get Everybody get the fuck out of here with comparing him to Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes can't even be compared to Patrick Mahomes. That's how great of a season he had last year. It was absolutely incredible. I don't think he's going to be that, but I think this Arizona Cardinal team is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to lose a hell of a lot of games, but Kyler is going to keep them in these games and he's going to make some electric plays. And I think the boneheaded rookie plays will become less and less throughout the season, which is my criteria for Tier 5, which is a lot of improvement and including Kyler throughout the season. Josh Allen, my number three. I think this guy is a dual-threat quarterback, a lot of fun to watch. He's got a cannon for an arm, and I think if you can improve that accuracy a little bit, the team they're building around him up there in Buffalo is very interesting. Lamar Jackson, I don't think he will ever be Mr. Accurate. I don't think he'll ever be I don't know who's a really uh, Peyton Manning in his prime of accuracy of quarterbacks but as long as he can improve his accuracy a little bit those legs he can run for days they said they're going to pass the ball a little bit more model and Oklahoma-esque offense this year in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens um, I'd like to see him pass the ball a little bit more kind of um, show that he can do it uh, kind of like a shooter, a non-shooter in the NBA, like a Giannis, kind of show me you have a jump shot. Not that I'm comparing talents or anything. No, but, but I get it. Along the yeah. lines, show, show me something. You know, it, it's kind of a keep me honest kind of thing. And then Jimmy G. I echo everything you said. I can't move this guy up when he's played what? How many games he played? Seven NFL games? I was going to say, I think he's played Seven nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, something like that um, where he was the true starter, not just coming in, in garbage time when Tom Brady's up 40 to nothing yeah, or then whatever. S- then seven. I, I yeah. don't count yep. that. I don't even fucking count that. 
Um, I think he's got all the talent in the world. He can make every single throw. I think he's going to have a better career when it's all said and done than Tony Romo. Fuck you, Will Smith. Um, when it comes <laughs> to winning, because Tony Romo had a great um, statistical career, but he belongs on the golf course and in the booth. So that is strong. That is my five for tier five. Let's move on to tier six here. You want to start us off? Sure. My criteria. Don't expect anything positive, period. Fair. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He does not have nearly the offense that he had in Tampa Bay. He is not throwing balls to guys like a Chris Godwin, a Mike Evans, a Deshaun Jackson. His best player he's got out there is Kenny Stills and a hurt all the time Devontae Parker. This is not the offense that he had in Tampa Bay. I don't think he's going to be able to gunsling it as much. And they're gonna you're gonna have to see Josh Rosen, who didn't even make this list. I would put him in between tier five and tier doesn't six if remi- I were to put him on the list. Doesn't this remind you of the Browns last year? Like I know they drafted Baker, but I feel like Rosen almost seems like another draft pick. Like, okay, he played with Arizona, but they were happy to move off of him. It almost seems like he's a rookie this year. And yeah. they're gonna start Fitzpatrick because it's the easy thing to do. And then after week four or five, when Fitzpatrick's, you know, shitting all over the place. They're going to bring in Rosen, and there and you I, go. Honestly, you know, to draw it back to my baby boy, boy, Sam Darnold, I think that speaks to the talent of Sam Darnold altogether because, I mean, all these teams could have done it last year. Last year, uh, this year, Rosen should be starting. Let's face facts here. You, you went out and got the fucking guy to start him. He should be starting. Last year, it's Baker should It's the conservative NFL thing to do. I know that, but... I mean, if I'm not disagreeing, but we know that this is what teams do. And I just think Sam Darnold's that's how much talent he has. And I think he should be a good quarterback. Well, I think it's the, it's the talent he has. And also I think it was a credit to the organization for saying, if we're going to trade up to three to get this fucker, he's playing Mm -hmm. and there's no reason to play Josh McCown again. And I, and I give them credit because again, I don't know if it's as much of a credit to Darnold. I think it's more of a credit to the Jets organization saying this guy's going to take his lumps this year anyway. Why don't we just start it in week one instead of in week four? Yep. All right. So my second guy on this list is Marcus Mariota. Um, these two guys, they were drafted one and two in between with Jameis Winston being my next guy. I think they're coming close to getting re-up for an extension. And it should or get off the pot time with both of these guys. They're the only two on this list that I can really see anything positive coming out of them this year, in my personal opinion. If they have big years, they are going to have to sign these guys with quarterbacks being at the premium that they are. But Marcus Mariota can't stay healthy, and he's really not that electric of a player. But he did win a playoff game a few years back. I don't know if you remember what was that against. Who was that against the Kansas City Chiefs? Kansas City. When he threw the ball and it hit somebody in the helmet. To and himself. He a touchdown. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Um, and then Jameis Winston. Alex I don't, Smith's Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, and Jameis Winston. I don't think he's ever made the playoffs. I don't think. Um, what's his name? The guy with the glasses and he always wears the um, the kangaroo hat. Uh, Oh, shit. Bruce Arians. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I don't think he's going to do that much for him. My next guy on the list is Joe Flacco. Number four, I think Joe Flacco is washed. Uh, He used to be a very good deep ball thrower. Now he's a very good pass interference thrower because he throws it about 10 yards short of the wide receiver, so they have to come back to the ball, and they get tackled by the defensive back by accident. Um I believe the Broncos drafted the rookie quarterback out Drew of Missouri Locke. this year, Drew Locke. Wouldn't be surprised if he does some cleanup duty every every once in a bit, and maybe he starts a game week 15, 16. Next guy I have on the list is Dwayne Haskins. Listen, the guy's got talent. I know you liked him out of all the quarterbacks in the draft. But there's not much there. There's not much there in Washington. They have a good running back in Darius Geis who tore his ACL Remember, last Trent year. Williams, too, vowed that he will never play for them again, and that's a that's an all-pro lineman. Yeah, so and I just think a they're a terribly, terribly run organization, so I, I just don't I don't see too many good things coming out of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I believe Colt McCoy's on that team. Yeah, and Case Keenum, too. Keenum's been given the starting job. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think Alex Smith, unfortunately, is done yeah. you know, for him. That yeah, that's, a, that's a horrible injury. Another guy I got on this at number six is Derek Carr. And all I have to say about this is my, how the mighty have fallen. You already talked about all the hype that was surrounding him. He was the next big young gun. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. And this is his year. They've, they've surrounded him with talent. They have Antonio Brown. 
Um, they have a pretty decent running game. They they went out and got Tyrell Williams, who's a big time deep threat from the uh, from the crowded wide receiver corpse of the L A L A Chargers. You like that? I do. Well um, done. I am locked in this year. I can't fucking wait for football. Um, I just think Derek Carr. This is his last year with the Oakland Raiders, and I don't think it's going to be a good one. And number seven, I think you know who it is. I yep. haven't mentioned his name. I got yet. you. Yep. Eli Manning. Now, keep in mind, I think Eli Manning is a future Hall of Fame quarterback. He hasn't had the best years, but uh, 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 like he's not. I a think at his best, he was towards the bottom of tier two, yeah, but yeah. right around tier three. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yep. Probably a, a high tier three, low tier two guy. He's got the two Super Bowl rings, but again, this isn't a popularity contest. I'm sure he's a great guy. This isn't a this isn't a gold jacket uh, um, Hall of Fame contest. I think Eli Manning is going to be absolutely terrible, especially with the decimated wide receiver corps. He may be losing Golden Tate, which from what I've heard, all my sources are telling me he is not going to win that appeal. There is zero chance that he wins that appeal. Um, you've already lost Corey Coleman, who who knows how much he has some good uh, good sources. Huh? Thank you, thank you. Corey Coleman's already out for the year. Who knows? That's a former first rounder. Who knows if he'd even be good? I think this is his fourth or fifth team. He was out with a torn ACL. Sterling Shepard's got some thumb issues to start the season. It's really hard to catch a ball with a bad thumb. So he's basically got Evan Ingram, and I think they're really heavily going to uh, lean on my guy Shake, which kind of sucks because you're wasting this guy's prime years as a running back. And that's got to hurt, but he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. He's going to be a consensus number one overall pick. Back to Eli Manning. I have him down here because, again, I did this based off of 2019. And I think Daniel Jones will be starting closer to week eight than week 16. Yeah, and again, I think that's what makes this conversation fun, right? I mean, I think it's certainly easy to shit on Eli and and I'm not shitting on Eli by any means. He's a super future Hall of Famer. I think I I just saw... I think he sucks. His flaws are more glaring just simply because he doesn't do anything special. He has to have a rock-steady offensive line. He has to have a good running game. And he's got to be able to have time to make throws. But again, watching him last year, I didn't see a quarterback that was totally done. I saw a quarterback that I got off the bandwagon from because the Giants, just as a team, have to, had to fucking move on. It wasn't just like Eli can't play anymore, play, you know, Kyle Walletta. It was this team has to move on and they better take a quarterback this year. So that was where I was off his bandwagon. I wasn't off the bandwagon saying this guy purely can't play. It, again, it, the whole team sucks. And Eli has never been a quarterback that would, like we said, at his best, he's a bottom tier two or a top tier three, which means that he has to have a supporting cast to make him look really good. And consequentially, you know, if he has a really bad supporting cast, like the Giants have had, I mean, dude, they won three games two years ago and they won five games last year. This is clearly not a good team. So, he is not somebody that's going to make up for all those other deficiencies. I just look at it at the bottom of tier four because I still look at him and say, this is a guy that's capable of making throws. I think just shitting on him is lazy analysis for people who don't really watch Giants games, and that's really it. So you're so, saying I'm lazy? I just think it's people in, in the mainstream media, it's just so easy to say how bad he is because I, I think I, a lot of people hold a grudge against him based off of those Super Bowls that they think he lucked into. I don't, I don't and think they're frustrated with him. I only, I only say that when I want to piss now, again, off I'm not, I, And again, I'm not saying this you. I'm saying lazy analysis throughout media and a lot of people that I respect. It's guys that don't watch Giants games. It's guys that see that, that hold a grudge against the fact that he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP when he hasn't really deserved it in their opinion, and they've wanted him out of the league because they don't think he's very good, and it's just easy to say, oh, the Giants suck, Eli sucks, because we expect a two-time Super Bowl MVP to put up better numbers than that and compensate for a team that's not that good. He's never been that guy. He'll never be that guy, so we don't have to worry about that. But watching every snap of Giant games last year, I, I didn't see a guy that is a complete and utter shit show. I agree with you that that he wasn't a... he. It wasn't all his fault. The team was fucking terrible. And that's all I'm saying. And as much as I shit on you, the, t- the team was terrible, but I'm going off 2019, and in 2019, yeah, and it, Eli Manning is too And, and listen, in your opinion, 
he sucks, and that's why we get to do these rankings, right? Like, in your opinion, but he I don't sucks. think it's lazy analysis. I think he sucks. I didn't. And the I didn't. Suck. I didn't call it out on you. I'm just saying a lot of people in the media who we listen to and respect. It's just oh, Eli sucks. Eli sucks. Eli well, sucks. Eli those sucks. Those people Eli have sucks. also been shitting on Eli since. I don't know, 2000 and whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. I They've think been a lot of got Eli since on the Michael K show when they asked Eli if he was elite and he gave I, a half and ass, that, I think so. Right. And that was just, again, to me, it's, it's a lot of people in the media who are upset that a two time Super Bowl MVP hasn't been better than what that resume and his, you know, counterparts who have also achieved that strata of success have accomplished. And that's all fine. But again, I don't look at this. I don't look at the rest of the quarterbacks. Most of some of these who have never played, some of these who have guys who have lost their jobs, others that came in as rookies and won three or four games, and say, "Yep, they are absolutely exponentially better this year than Eli Manning." We're gonna find out because look, I think the Jets are gonna be better. I don't think the Jets are a great team. Denver, don't think they're a great team. Buffalo, don't think they're a great team. Baltimore, they locked in last year. I don't think that's a great team. And San Francisco, don't think that's a great team. So and now, now I'll get to my tier six. Fitzpatrick, starting for Miami. Give me a fucking break. How many teams does this guy have to play for? Miami, horrible. They're going to be in the two of sweepstakes all year. I would have honestly, and I didn't even think of it, I would have rather put uh, Josh Rosen on this list because I think he's going to play more games than Fitz this year. Me, me too, man. Me too. Mariota with the Tennessee Titans. This guy's hurt every year. I know he won that playoff game last, or two years ago, but I think that was more a result of Kansas City losing yep. than them winning. Winston on his last legs with Tampa Bay. If if Arians can't save him, nobody can. They're going to be in the in the quarterback sweepstakes for a draft pick this coming season. Kyler Murray. How in God's name can I put him ahead of other guys? He's never played a game. I love the hype around him. I think he could be great, but he's never played a game. I'm not putting him ahead. I'm sorry. Haskins. Same thing. I love Haskins. I would have loved the Giants to have drafted him. I like what I'm hearing about Jones. All of this, I have said my piece. You have said yours. The dust can settle in a few years. In 10 years, we will know which team ended up winning the draft from their selections. Neither one right now we know about. So Haskins with Washington, which is a very unstable organization. I don't know who he, who the hell he's throwing the ball to when he plays. All right, so there's Washington. Derek Carr. A couple of years ago, it seemed like he was ready to go. He was playing really well. That Oakland team was poised for the playoffs. They ended up sneaking into the playoffs, although he got hurt. The last two years, not only has he been bad, but you've had teammates question his toughness. We had that whole thing last year about him crying in the locker room. That Those are not things you want to hear about your, your leader, your quarterback, right? And as they prep their move to Vegas, they have all this hype around them. They've got hard knocks around them. Gruden's a crazy son of a bitch. They had some questionable draft picks. This is a team that they need him to go, and if he doesn't start off right, they don't have anybody to go to, but you know they're going to be fishing for a quarterback heading into uh, next spring. Finally, Deshaun Watson. I didn't say he was the worst quarterback in the league. I just, you know, when I did my tiers, I just put them all kind of together. I said, here's five, here's five, here's five. Yeah, I didn't didn't rake them one through five. So Watson I put in tier six, and here's why. I picked him to win MVP last year. I loved him in Clemson. Because he broke your heart. It's okay. Yeah, he did. That's why you put him there. Alabama got some revenge on him the next year. But um, he broke your heart twice because last year you picked him to win MVP. He made you look that's stupid. True. That's true. And he that's true. That's true. Uh, My Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. That's right. So, listen, I thought they, that they got there last year not directly as a result of him. I think that Texans team is slightly above what the Bengals are, which is a team that can get you to the playoffs. The AFC South is so much worse than the AFC North that the Texans can just find themselves there. They won a couple of games with... Who was playing quarterback for them? I I forget. Tom Savage. Was it Tom Savage? It won a couple of games for them uh, in the middle course of the season when Watson was hurt again. And listen, I don't hold anything against him for being hurt, but listen, it is what it is. You're, if you're not on the field, you know, you're kind of gar- you're Garoppolo to me. You're, you're hurt again, and, and he had a home playoff game 
And they laid an absolute egg. He couldn't convert a pass. He couldn't rush for a first down. He looked absolutely lost. And I know he lost to an Indianapolis Colts team that had a quarterback who we both had in our top tier. But you got to play better than that when you're a home team, man. You just have to. He didn't prove anything to me last year that says, yep, I'm sold on him. I could have put him in tier five. But to be honest, I feel a little bit better about Darnold. I feel a little bit better about Allen and Jackson and Garoppolo than I do about Watson. And that's just going off a feel. That doesn't mean that I'm right. But if I'm going to put all those guys in tier five and tier six, I feel like that's just semantics at this point. You know, I think, you know, Fitzpatrick, Mariota, Winston, two guys who haven't played, and Derek Carr definitely belong in Tier 6. You could put Watson in Tier 5. You could put Allen in Tier 6. You could put Jackson in Tier 6. You could put Garoppolo in Tier 6. I definitely feel better about Darnold than all of those guys combined. But it's just, again, Tier 5 and Tier 6. We're talking about the bottom half of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. Criteria is underperforming quarterbacks running out of time as starters. One placeholder in Fitzpatrick. And two rookies with no NFL experience who, listen, I think they could be good in 2019, but they are on really bad teams. Washington fucking sucks. Arizona fucking sucks. Even if they play well, I have no guarantee that those either of those teams are winning more than three or four games. No, I agree with you completely. In Tier 5 and 6, again, they're at the bottom of the league. We're going to hold on to these papers, and maybe at the end of the season we'll do a review. I think for 2019, I like to think mine's going to be a little more accurate than yours. If we were doing a uh, if we were doing a Hall of Fame contest, I like to think yours would probably be a little more accurate than mine. Yeah, and what's fun about this again is you know like we have different criteria. We have certain things that we feel. I mean, we had the Eli debate. We have a couple other guys. I mean, you hold Baker to a very high standard, and it's not that I don't think he's going to be really good, but I can't put a guy who came in didn't make the playoffs and just has a lot of hype around him to be a tier three quarterback. I just can't do it, but you can, and there's nothing wrong. You know, we're going to find out at the end of the year who's right or wrong. Absolutely. All right. So we will be back next week with a Monday rundown. And as Sean said, um, what is it? About three weeks away, we'll be doing our NFL preview. Um, We're going to have to figure out a bet for this year. Um, I already know if you lose what I'm going to make you do. And, and you I'm, still, we'll, we'll pay your we'll, butt yeah, back, but we got to wait till the, we got to wait till it gets cold. really cold. What the yeah. hell's the point now? I'll jump in any fucking water <laughs> yeah. right now. It's gotta be fun. I'll be wearing an Eli, I'll be sporting an Eli Manning jersey just for Sean and maybe we'll donate, you know, we're kind of poor, but we'll donate some money to charity and whatnot for it. And then next People year. People can donate to us and we'll donate to charity. It's called paying it forward. Yeah, that. I like that. I like that a lot. Good move by the COO there. Um, I don't know if Sean has his bet ready, but I definitely have mine. So in three weeks, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to go over. Now that. is the sperm bank gonna go year round this year? Or are you gonna decide that you want to pull it out in week twelve or thirteen again? No, no, no. And it say became, that you're great. It became fuck you, number one, because when I started taking it serious, I wiped the floor. That's what I mean. With you, I brought some stats out and everything. Um, but no, sperm bank is is our best segment by far. I think I'm a genius for that. I put myself on the level of um, some artists, maybe a Picasso, a couple philosophers, strong um, Kanye West, well, Socrates, somebody recently, yes, yeah. yeah, Socrates, Aristotle, shit, Einstein. Um, you name all the geniuses of the past. The sperm bank pick of the week goes right up there. I, I, I honestly would say, if you were to rank the inventions including IP, because obviously that's intellectual property. I'm going to get that copyright. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, all right, fine. If you're going to beg me, I'll, I'll rank the top three inventions of the last... I haven't done anything. I of think the you're last, just on a runaway train right now. Of the last hundred years, I would say number one is probably electricity. Number two... It's kind of a big one. We couldn't do this without it. So yeah, that's number big. two, something else we couldn't do we couldn't do this without is the internet. Yep. And number three is the sperm bank pick of the week. All right. All right. So everybody enjoy your weekend and uh, we will be talking to you on Monday. Absolutely. Take care guys. Enjoy hard knocks.